My name is DJ Bongo Bot 500. My name is MC Bot Bot. <laughs> Welcome to an extremely cybernetic edition of the show entitled. Yes, we thought we were being excitingly original and new, coming up with the idea of doing a show all about robots, and then we realised we'd already done that. We'd done one. <laughs> it's a while ago now. It is. It's actually a long, long time ago. Back on PMB 049. Ah, back when we were in double digits. Mm. Still in short trousers. <laughs> if you would like to listen to that particular episode, you can go to projectmoonbase.com forward slash robots. But uh, you can never have enough of a good robot, so we've come back for some more. In amongst all of the uh, slightly menacing electronic music on this week's show, we do have MC Bot Bot and his unnecessary news. That's right, the Bird Park's walk-in aviary is the largest in the world. Experience the scenic beauty of a tropical rainforest, complemented by multicoloured birds flying freely with a 30-metre-high man-made waterfall as a backdrop, beckoning each and every visitor to the park. We have to just make do with uh, robotic birds up here on the moon, but uh, they don't need as much bird seed, so that's one good thing. We're going to get underway by heading over to the uh, Russian Republic and hearing a track by uh, a band called Kim and Buran, who obviously have tapped into a certain uh, Jean-Jacques Paré-esque streak in their music making. This lovely little tune of theirs called Rock and Robot.
Kim and Buran there from St. Petersburg. Mm. And they describe their sound as sci-fi easy listening, which mm. I think just about covers it, doesn't it? <laughs> it They've does, been going since yeah. 2004, and they seem to have retained their sense of humour throughout these uh, difficult times. They've actually released an EP last year, which somehow we managed to miss, so we'll, we'll, we'll try and make amends on that and, and then return to that in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, they're jolly, aren't they? They certainly are, yes. We're going to proceed by playing a track from a wonderful American band called The Aquabats, importantly including an exclamation mark at the end of their name, which is always nice to see, who certainly go in for some very fetching costumes on their album covers, which are worth seeing, and some great uh, some great album titles and great, great tunes. We're going to play an invented theme tune from their album Myths, Legends and Other Amazing Adventures, Volume 2, from 2007. This is their very own robot theme song. Soviet sound, I would say, <laughs> yes. of the Aquabats there. Definitely was a little bit of uh, Soviet Union-esque there quality was. to that. No offence, but they're actually from California. And they've been <laughs> going since uh, 1994, mm. amazingly enough, yep. wearing fezzes and wetsuits and <laughs> grass skirts and other uh, items such as that. It's pretty jolly stuff, wasn't it? It is. It's good to see a band embracing the world of costumery, actually. It's, well, more bands should do that, I think. Yes, definitely. We should say that's from an album called Myths, Legends and Other Amazing Adventures, Volume 2, from 2007. And uh, if you want to know about this track or any others that we play on the show, go to projectmoonbiz.com where you'll find a list of all the tracks we play and links to where you can find them on Amazon and on iTunes. You want to get in touch with us here at the Moonbase? Probably the cheapest way, it's much cheaper than a one-way moon stamp, is to follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash projectmoonbase. You can obviously send your thoughts and feelings our way. And we also do, we're quite known for tweeting. We do tweet out uh, exciting developments that we spot in the cosmos. Yeah, so you can twote back at us. <laughs> we'll twiddle to you. Smile at us on, on the Twitters. Yes, please do. Do a tweet, a hug, an emoticon or something like that. Send us a, one of those smiling faces that people are very fond of. You could even end your tweet with LOL. Yes, why not? Or R-O-F-L. I believe that's what the youth of today are doing. Yes, you can join them. Well, actually, if you're getting on a little bit, I know some of our listeners are, perhaps don't roll on the floor laughing. You might... Uh, do yourself an injury. We can't be held responsible for tweeting injuries. No. Somebody should come up with a whole bunch of uh, acronyms for the el- middle-aged and elderly listeners, shouldn't they, really? Uh, sitting on the armchair laughing or something like that. Or disapproving. WTF could be wagging the finger. Mm-hmm. But it isn't, though, is it? <laughs> it? It's not, no. We'll be having some unnecessary news very shortly to listen. But first of all, I think an album that might break some records. This is certainly one for chiptune fans. It's an album which has <laughs> 221 tracks. All chip tune, mm. all by 8-bit arcade, and all themes to classic Atari games. 
which is quite a collection. So that, if you fancy a day or two <laughs> listening to purely Atari game chip tune, this is the album for you, dear listener. And uh, rather delightfully for us, it features a track called Escape from the Planet of the Robot Monsters. And one other reason why I was particularly drawn to this track is it starts off sounding like <laughs> as an electrical fault, but don't be alarmed. It does move away from that very shortly. arcade ending escape from the planet of the robot monsters main theme with a little bit of a mains hum there <laughs> from the album classic atari games greatest themes and sounds mm. seems like it might be a bargain well i don't know maybe it isn't a bargain maybe it's incredibly expensive <laughs> who knows we're not sure but uh, it certainly is chippy <laughs> it certainly is certainly is very highly chippy chippy tuny uh, we shall be hearing some uh, robotic music from central america very shortly dear listener but first of all we're going to storm the robot palace of unnecessary news. Hey, 
disaffected father puts buggy on eBay. I shall be glad to see it leave my premises and never return. Here we have for sale the green monster that can only be Phil and Ted's brand. I shall be glad to see it leave my premises and never return. So begins possibly the best item description on eBay ever. This was purchased against my wishes many years ago, as I have never wanted any children, and a buggy signified my wife's intent to have children, writes reluctant father UK Joe 125. We argued much, and this buggy signifies everything that ended my happy, carefree, low-cost, child-free life. He's not bitter at all, is he? I now have three children and a Labrador, <laughs> and am forced to endure the school run where women I don't know try and discuss the price of Centre Park holidays and the benefits of the micro over the mini micro scooter. He adds, to summarise, my life is over and this green albatross needs to go round some other poor sod's neck. <laughs> I like this man. UK Joel's 25, I think it is actually, now that I look at it. His children are now all walking, often in completely the wrong direction. He feels that someone else deserves to give this green buggy a good home, and he'll chuck in spare bits that he's been collecting from other zombified fathers who were once full of life too, as he puts it. And apparently there are some pannier bags, whatever they are, which will be added to the listing once his other half has conquered her fear of heights and gets into the loft. <laughs> he goes on to say there are many adverts on here for immaculate models and these people are all liars and scoundrels as nothing that comes into contact with a young child is ever immaculate. For a starting price of just $9.99, you too can screw up your life. There are programs for those of you who need to recover from drugs or alcohol. Any money generated from the sale will be used to help me recover from children and probably involve drugs and alcohol. <laughs> But be warned, at the time of writing, apparently it's going for £156,000. <laughs> Although it's unlikely that that's going to be honoured, isn't it? I imagine, yeah, it's fairly unlikely. But this is a public service announcement, isn't it? <laughs> Your children are awful! <laughs> this man is filming himself smiling for four hours a day. <laughs> He's an altogether different chap. Benjamin Bennett has decided to film himself sitting and smiling for four hours a day because art. <laughs> <laughs> he has recorded 31 videos of these smilathons to date and said his preparation simply involves having a glass of water and a quick wee before broadcasting the epic on YouTube and Google Hangouts. Speaking to Vice, he attempted to explain his reasons for the performance. It seems like something that the internet was lacking. It seemed like it needed to be done and nobody else was going to do it. It's irrefutable logic, really. Mm -hmm. Undeniable. <laughs> There isn't really a purpose. My inbox is full of people asking me why I'm doing this, but I don't think that question is really applicable to this type of activity. I think it is. His commitment to the project is impressive too. He refused to interrupt one of his sessions when he realised that his flat was being burgled. You can see the moment the intruder enters in one of his videos. It was around Thanksgiving, he explains. I heard a knock on the door and I was the only one home. Then I heard some loud bangs and somebody lurking around downstairs while I was upstairs. My heart was beating like crazy, but I knew that not reacting was the best thing to do. And now there's a guy out there with his own crazy story to tell. <laughs> yeah. Is this really so odd? Smile and the world smiles with you. Or it sends you an email asking what you're smiling about. But you know what he's smiling about? He doesn't have any children. <laughs> 
Uh, I can imagine towards the end of that four hours this morning, he looks pretty much like the guy with the green buggy. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. No, no. Hershey's 3D chocolate printer has become a reality. <laughs> this is the CocoJet 3D printer. A collaboration between Hershey Chocolate and 3D Systems can print letters and shapes just like a regular 3D printer, but with chocolate, mm. because chocolate makes everything better. It does. Except diabetes. <laughs> you have been used. Zygomatic. Thank you, Mrs. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For that sweet selection of new stories, there'll be more later on in the show. Maligna. 
unmistakable sound there of Colombian sensations the Meridian Brothers essentially one gentleman Wiggly Wiggly they seem to have I think that uh, they may have single-handedly introduced the wobble into contemporary music they've made it their own the Meridian Wobble the, the Meridian Wobble mm. beautiful stuff there and you can get that as a title track essentially from their album which came out last year called Salvadora Robot and uh, they're quite often to be found on the road. If we if we hear of the Meridian Brothers entering European airspace, we shall let you know, dear listener. Although, of course, we do actually we are actually responsible for the entire globe. I feel so. If we if we see them moving in any direction, mm. we'll let you know. Now we're going to have a track from a friend of the show, um, actually a gentleman called Logan Five. I'd like to think that's his birth name. <laughs> More people should have numerals, I think, as their surnames. Yes, the number five. We should have said that's right. Yes. And uh, this comes from uh, Bedroom Cassette Masters Volume 5, very kindly sent to us by Cy Holland, another album which came out last year. And uh, this is obviously, as you will tell, a tribute to a certain Doctor in a certain Doctor Who series with a track called The Giant Robot. I can bring about the destruction of humanity. I can bring about the destruction of humanity. You alone will be saved. You alone will be saved. Mankind is not worthy to survive. Mankind is not worthy to survive. Humanity must be destroyed. It is evil, corrupt. Humanity must be destroyed. It is evil. Corrupt. 
the destruction of humanity. You alone will be saved. You alone will be saved. You alone. You alone. threatening sound of the giant robot there from Logan 5 from the album Bedroom Cassette Masters 1980 to 1989 volume 5. Good stuff there and obviously sci-fi fans will know that this features the giant robot which was in the very first episode of uh, Doctor Who season 12 with Tom Baker. Mm. The first time we saw Tom Baker his magnificent teeth and uh, (laughs) voluminous hair and and, jelly babies and scarf. And a giant robot. Very, very threatening. (laughs) And some stupendous BBC special effects back in 1974. (laughs) Yes. They they were just really starting to have fun with that blue screen. (laughs) They were. Really, really knocking it out of the park with that. You could barely tell that it was, in fact, uh, just a normal size. It was just a guy in a suit. (laughs) And the gentleman who is in the suit, whose voice we hear there, is uh, Michael Kilgariff. Who was uh, he got around a bit, didn't he? He was in he the did. BBC for a while, but one of the perhaps most notable things that he was involved in was the Dark Crystal, mm. 1982. He was uh, Skekong, the general. Yeah. Now, listeners, there are many ways in which you can get in, into contact with uh, the show. Reaching us on the moon, we've got the Facebook, so you can you can love <laughs> us on Facebook. You can smile at us on Twitter. You can lick us on Stitcher, and you can stroke us. On the Mixcloud. <laughs> We're all over the interwebs, aren't we? we? Are. Like a rash. That's right. There's so many social media platforms, we actually neglected one for a while, but we are glad to announce we are back attempting to regularly jam on uh, This Is My Jam. Uh, we post a favourite track from the previous week, usually from the previous show, and quite often with a video. The last one, at the time of recording, the last one was the uh, CFAX tune National Grid. Ah, a modern-day classic. <laughs> modern classic. Now, we have a brand-new track from an album which hasn't even been released yet. That's how we're... How are we doing it? <laughs> Listeners, we are masters of the, the past and the future. We are. We've mentioned this before. That's why we are a space cult. And uh, you should join us. This is a gentleman we haven't played for a while on the show, a Canadian-based um, musician who operates under the name of I Am Robot and Proud, who has uh, released a number of albums over the years, which we have quite often featured on the show, but uh, he's about to release a, a kind of new new take on his music. It's a departure, isn't it? It is a bit, yes. Previously, it was all robots. Pretty much uh, all you know, generated from sequences and various other devices. But when he's been taking his uh, show on the road, he's actually used some real human beings... To, Got some friends to play, to nice, play, play the music, and he thought it would be interesting to try and rearrange some of his tracks from his last uh, three albums in this new format. So the new album, which is coming out, called People Music, it's coming out on the 5th of March. Uh, you can pre-order it now on his Bandcamp page. Go to projectmoonbase.com slash robots2, and there'll be a link to his Bandcamp page, where you can pre-order the download and CD. We're going to play a version of a track called Circles. <laughs>
gets a bit prog when you involve people in that. It does, yes. J'accuse. <laughs> I am Robert and Proud there. Circles, uh, band version from the soon-to-be-released album, People Music. That track was originally on Touchtone, released in 2013, if you wish to compare and contrast. Yes, it's an interesting experiment to be had there, I think. Mm, interesting. <laughs> get some friends round and get some port and stilton on the go. <laughs> Maybe an overhead projector. Yeah, grow a, grow a kind of chinny beard and, and have a sort of discussion. <laughs> We will be returning very shortly with some music from a band that, um, well, they're almost mainstream for Project Moonbase, but anyway, we'll deal with that in due course. First of all, though, we're going to rise up against the Robot Masters of Unnecessary News. Update, dancing genitals clip (laughs) is not progressive enough for some Swedes. You may remember an educational video from Sweden for children featuring dancing genitals. Mm. It's become an online hit and it's available on projectmoonbase.com. If you go there, you can have a look at it. Pretty funny. It is. It's even drawn criticism for not being progressive enough. (laughs) The one-minute animated video by public broadcaster SVT promoting a television series about the human body has been seen by over 4 million YouTube viewers. (laughs) Producers say many parents found it a great way to explain about private parts to their children, though some called it inappropriate for a programme aimed at children aged three to six who don't have genitals. <laughs> no. Programming director Peter Bargi said the clip also drew unexpected criticism from some Swedes who said portraying the penis with a moustache and the <laughs> vagina with long eyelashes reinforced gender stereotypes. <laughs> Bargi said the video was meant to be fun and not a statement on gender politics. <laughs> you and I know this is not about a game of I'm more progressive than you are. It's about moustache bigotry, <laughs> fueled by moustache envy. <laughs> Why didn't that penis have a beard for heaven's sake? Who knows? <laughs> Indian doctor makes gold diamond encrusted contact lenses for charity. <laughs> If you've got more money than sense and are looking for a novel way to indulge yourself, you might be interested in what an Indian optometrist, Dr. Chandrashikar Chanwan, has to offer. He has created the most expensive and the most exotic pair of contact lenses to date. The good doctor has come up with gold contact lenses, each encrusted with 18 diamonds. (laughs) Diamonds! A bit scratchy to put in, wouldn't they? Ladies love diamonds. My eyes! My eyes! <laughs> Good point. A pair costs only $15,000, and you get to choose between yellow and white gold. Oh. The diamonds are 6mm from the cornea to ensure that it is not irritated and gets its supply of oxygen. I am a cornea, and I demand my supply of oxygen! <laughs> Only 3,996 pairs of these very special lenses are available. What? Arbitrary. (laughs) Not surprisingly, the offering has received mixed reactions. The bohemian lot from the Indian film industry has loved it. While there are some who find the irises a little ghoulish. (laughs) I don't really know what that means. (laughs) These irises are ghoulish. (laughs) Proceeds from the sale will go entirely towards funding the treatment of patients suffering from Stephen Johnson syndrome. 
<laughs> Heard of it? Possibly shouldn't laugh, but I find that quite it, amusing. Dr. Chowan <laughs> says the purchase can be seen as a family heirloom and an investment. This is what the guy who wrote this said. If I could afford a pair, I would love to leave behind one pair as a surprise for my grandchildren. <laughs> Presumably, it would go something like this. Kids, I have good news and bad news for you. Grandpa is dead. <laughs> But on the upside, if you would like to pop his diamond-encrusted contacts from his staring dead eyes, you can have one each. Run them under the tap first. French inventor of famous scented flatulence pills adds new ginger flavour. Christian Poincheval says the new flavour will be the perfect Valentine's Day gift for lovers. Christian Poinchevel, the French inventor, has developed a range of pills aimed at making people's flatulence smell sweeter. Say it with love. Flavour your farts with ginger, <laughs> reads the ad for the new product on his website. Totally natural remedy for stinky farts with the zest of all-purpose ginger. May your sweetheart feel your love. Ew. Business has boomed. For the 65-year-old, since the Daily Telegraph article last November brought his fragrant products, which he claims can make flatulence smell of chocolate or roses, <laughs> to a global audience. His new ginger product retails for €19.90 Euros, or about £15 for a pack of 60 pills, which are certified kosher and European Union halal. He recommends two to six capsules per day at mealtimes, depending on one's condition, diet and the desired effect. Mr. Poincheval says he first came up with the idea for his range of fart pills, which he says ease intestinal transit and have been approved by health authorities one evening when he was enjoying a hearty meal with some friends. Our farts were so smelly, we were nearly suffocated. Something had to be done, he said. So began researching natural ingredients that would reduce flatulence. After months of experimentation, he came up with a recipe for his pills. I have all sorts of customers, he told the Telegraph in November. Some buy them because they have problems with flatulence, and some buy them as a joke to send to their friends. <laughs> You don't say. He's getting all of it. He's he getting is, it yeah. all, isn't he? He's he done what generations have dreamed of. He's making money from farts. Genius. You have been news. Smilorexia. Thank you, Anderson Canyon. Thank you, sir. For that very gassy selection of news stories, there'll be more on next week's show.
the warm, bubbly and actually quite educational sound there of, as I mentioned before the news, an almost mainstream band, Fast here at the Moon Base, the first time we've ever played anything by Tonto's Expanding Headband. Yes, indeed. I we think have... you're really stretching we... <laughs> the definition of mainstream, as I have never heard of them. <laughs> good point, sir, good point. We have, though, officially entered the world of prog on that particular tune, though. Nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with occasional progressive music. In fact, maybe we should have an entire show well, on the subject of prog. Yes, we have actually been in discussion uh, with an, a former occasional uh, Moonbase colleague, Dr King. If you're out there listening, <laughs> Dr King, your shuttle awaits you, sir. But most welcome to have you at the Moonbase. We'll have a prog special, hopefully, in the not-too-distant future. Gatefold. <laughs> Triple gatefold, maybe something ex- extraordinary. Bring your airbrush. <laughs> yes, Tonto's expanding headband. I think they actually released two albums. Uh, that's great names, actually. Malcolm Cecil and Robert Margulef. Mm. And uh, the Tonto synthesizer was essentially a project, uh, I think, put, put together by Malcolm Cecil. It essentially involved accumulating an enormous number of enormous modular synthesizers into one great, massive, almost conscious <laughs> modular synthesizer which is still operational, I believe, all these many decades still later. Thinking. It's still thinking, <laughs> still trying to solve it's some... The ultimate what, question. The ultimate question of life, universe, and everything. <laughs> That's right, yes. Any, any day now, it's going to come up with 42. <laughs> Perhaps, I don't know, they might be even more well-known for, uh, or have a great accolades held in their direction, because they were the people responsible for introducing the world of the analogue synth to the great Stevie Wonder, and went on to produce a number of his records. Starting with music of my mind, but then moving on to talking book, inner visions, you know, just a few minor. A few of those. I think I might have heard of a couple <laughs> of those. I've heard of some of those. They're quite well known, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. I don't really know why we've neglected them because that was very much in our area. If we can define an area, which I mean, base to operate in, that was a beautiful track called Cybernaut from the album Zero Time. Listeners, if you enjoy the show, you can make a small but perfectly formed donation if you like. If you go to projectmoonbase.com, at the end of each episode listing, there are three buttons. If you click uh, one, one pound, five, five pounds, or ten for ten pounds, you can donate that amount to Project Moonbase and the Moon Pope. Free yourself of sin. It's a moon cult, remember? And we have the Moon Pope here. Free yourself of sin and go on unburdened, knowing that you have helped us purchase WD-40 and other <laughs> lubricants to keep the station going. Spiritual lubricants, yes. Spiritual. And it's as if you do have a friend, or if you know of anybody that you think might benefit, a street urchin, a soft-faced yes. street urchin, That's right. who may benefit from listening to projectmoonbase.com and joining the space cult, then please just tell them. Don't hold back. It's yours, but like the flame of knowledge, it can be passed on. <laughs> to other soot-faced ragamuffins and so forth, and you keep it. You know, you don't lose it. You can pass on this flame, this torch, (laughs) to others, and it only benefits mankind and womankind. Uh, The next time you happen to be venturing out of the house to this, if you notice anyone walking down the street who looks like they've lost their way, either, you know, physically or perhaps psychologically... Or their teeth. Or their teeth, um, you can perhaps introduce them to the show, projectmoonbase.com. Definitely. That'll help them out. Yeah. Uh, we have time for a couple more tunes before we leave you this week, dear listeners, starting with a mysterious band with a great name, though. This is apparently a Birmingham-based band called The Earthlings. <laughs> we were very lucky last year to receive a gift from a listener, Neil Johnston. Very kindly gave us this compilation of rare Doctor Who-related records, lots of novelty singles that have come out over the years, and this is one of them. The A-side is called The Landing of the Daleks, but we're going to play the B-side because it's called March of the Robots. 
Bit of a Joe Meek-ish quality to that uh, March of the Robots track there from the Earthlings. And you might be, uh, you might have been pondering during that uh, jolly little track, why didn't we play the other one? Why didn't we play The Landing of the Daleks or whatever? <laughs> it's banned. It was banned by the BBC. And you might be saying, what, 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 what? why, 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 why? Was it a saucy tune about Daleks? Goodness me. <laughs> well, it contained the Morse code, S- yes. SOS. Ah. And I didn't like that. Ah. So they thought that might... That might make people start calling uh, the uh, Coast Guard or something. <laughs> the Daleks have landed. <laughs> yeah, a little bit dangerous. Yes. Because there were plenty of people back then they who were. knew what Morse code for SOS was, which is... That's true, yes. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, we, we, oh, we can do it. We can <laughs> we do can it. We can do whatever we like. We can do it here. What oh, are you yes. going to do? Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. There you go. I did it. Very, very good, sir. Thanks to everybody who gets in touch with us via Twitter. We had a comment from... Uh, Quite a well-known chiptune artist, Go to Eighty, who uh, enjoyed our last show and uh, thanked us for the helpful scientific household tips. Well, that's, we're, that's heartwarming. We're not that sure is. what those were, but thank you anyway. Yeah, that's fine. As long as he's happy. <laughs> Listen, so we always enjoy it when you tweet about the show. You don't have to be a world-famous celebrity chiptune artist. Just, just your own uh, tweets about the show are gratefully received. We'd like to know that people are listening, uh, enjoying, uh, sharing. <laughs> Yeah. It's all it's all marvellous, isn't it, really? Mm. We've heard scientists tell us that an environment of toxic twittering is bad for you. That's right. So let's do the opposite. Mm. Let's have some nice twittering, listeners. Lovely, some lovely, nice, lovely, cuddly twitters. And we can help people stave off heart disease or whatever it is. <laughs> and live longer. I have been DJ BongoBot500. I hope all of your joints are feeling well lubricated after this week's show, dear listener. I have been MC BotBot, and I hope you haven't suffered under the metal heel of our robot overlords. Uh, we're going to uh, leave you by playing a track from an artist we last heard from on PMB 083, which is a number of years ago now. Honeybee. This is a Hong Kong-based artist called uh, Quinton Sung, who came to our attention because he released two albums of chiptune interpretations of the work of Radiohead, which we very much approve of because they make all these quite dreary songs and much more cheerful affairs. He's definitely improved on the original. <laughs> he certainly has. Just stop moaning. <laughs> So we're going to hear the 8-bit version from OK Computer of a quite well-known tune called Paranoid Android. Until next week, dear listener, remember the fourth law of robotics. Robots must...
walk a little bit cool and prepare to be handled in. And next time on Project Moonbase, we bring you the tiny zodiac. Get on the show.